Well, good morning, Good News Church. Ha ha, I threw you for a loop. Good job, you were ready. Have you guys had fun? Come on. That's amazing. That's some Holy Ghost fun. So, because you got more of Jesus, you got less of me, and I think that's good. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, amen. My brother Bobby Clark's over there like, yes. So we have like 24 verses in, in Luke chapter 14, but I'm not going to cover all of those. So I'm going to focus in one section of that passage. So today or tomorrow when you're in your job or at school, then you go to Luke chapter 14 and you can read from verses 1 through 24. Right now, I want to focus at the, the, at the bottom part of that message. I'm going to be reading from chapter from verse 15 to 24. So Luke chapter 14, verse 15 says, when one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet and and invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who have been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. Say, make excuses. I'm saying like you meet him. Make excuses. There you go. You guys are tired of singing and praising and worshiping. I get it. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. And another said, I have brought five yoke of oxen. And I go and I go to examine them. Please make me excuse. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to the servant, go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, sir, what you commanded has been done. And still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. Say that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. You know, here we find Jesus again. Jesus was actually saying this at a banquet that he was invited to by who? The Pharisees. So the Pharisees invite Jesus to this banquet. And back in those days, the banquets and social gatherings like this, big eating parties, were a measurement of your social status. Okay? But Jesus wasn't invited here to because he was this great social figure. The text tells us right at the beginning, if you read it from the beginning, it says that they were watching him closely. They were, they were wanted to see what Jesus was going to do. And how many of you feel comfortable accepting an invitation from somebody that you know hates you and is against your message? Because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like, I would have declined this invitation. But Jesus is not like that. He's not afraid of, his, of those that oppose him. He actually wants to reflect and bring the kingdom of heaven to earth uh, to them. So the, what happened was that Jesus first in this first part of this text um, that we did not read, he starts talking to them and says, hey, do not, when you are invited to a party, do not seek the place of honor. 
and go in first to try to get in and sit in the place of honor. Because in those times, the, the closer you were to the host, right, the person that invited you, the closer you were sitting to them, that said that you have a higher position in society. You were the elite of the elite, you know. So he says, hey, don't, don't, don't go for the places of honor because when the doors will open, people will go in and figure out, okay, this is where I need to sit. You know, jostle for position, for status. You know, and then he tells the, the person that invited him, he says, hey, and you, when you actually host a party, have a banquet, do not invite your friends, your, your rich neighbors and your family members. Invite those that are crippled, that are lame, the poor, right? And he's addressing the same issue with the, with the host. Because you wanted to invite the people that were the elite of the elite. Because that's how your status grows. That's how you become more renowned in the community. Because if I invite people that were of name and fame and fortune, then they will... In, in return, invite me. See? And it was this game. It, it was all within this system, this political religious system that Jesus was dealing with. And he says, invite the poor because they're not, they cannot repay you. And Jesus says, if you do this, you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. Let me tell you that when men can't repay you, God will pay, repay you. God doesn't have any IOUs. And if he says he will bless you, he will do it. The problem is that we don't want the blessing later. We want the recognition now. I, I lack patience. Don't say anything, honey. Um, but that was the problem here. And then Jesus then moves into this story and says, Hey, a man put this banquet together, this great banquet, and he sent out his servant. What happens in those times is that the text assumes that two invitations were sent out. The first invitation was actually to invite you to seeking your response to see if you were coming or not. Right? It's almost like the RSVP that we do. But the second one actually was to let everybody know that everything is ready. And that's what the master of this ceremony, this banquet is saying. He sent his, his servant and says, let them know to come because everything is ready. Everything is ready. But then we know that something happened. Those that were invited, they had some what? Excuses. They had some excuses. And the excuses was two of them were very material, Right? And one of them was due to a relationship. So I wonder how many material things and how many relationships keep us from actually accepting the invitation from the master. Because, see, one of them said, uh, I bought a field uh, and, and I need to go check it out. Please excuse me. And another one said, I bought five heads of oxen and, and I need to go and kind of look at them. So please excuse me. Now, the guy that said, I've been married, he didn't even want to be excused. He said, I've been married. I got married, so I can't come. He didn't even care to be excused. So the question today is, what excuses do we have? What is your excuse? What is my excuse? To actually not accepting the invitation and actually going. Because these excuses came on the second part, on the second part of the invitation where it says everything is ready. Come. 
See, and then it's interesting what happens here because um, God's invitation is not only for the elite. God's invitation is not only for the elite. God's invitation is not only because you have a prefix before your name or because you make X amount of dollars or because you live in certain kind of neighborhood. See, God's invitation is, is intended to, it's extended to all people. Say all people. And that means that those that are messed up, right? Those that abuse others with their tongue, those that abuse others with their hands, right? Those that perhaps do evil. His invitation is extended to all. Especially to the poor, especially to the marginalized, especially to the rejected, especially to the neglected, especially to the abused. That's who his invitation is for. And to all of us. Because guess what? He did not come to invite perfect people. Because Jesus came because we're not perfect. So today, I want to compel you to come. So if you have never given your life to Jesus, if you have never tasted and seen that the Lord is good, then this is for you. Because the servant, Jesus, got the message from the master, God the Father, and he's saying, everything is ready. Come. Everything is ready. My banquet is ready. The table has been set. Come. And then there's us, right? That are in the house. And now our job becomes the job that Jesus had or still has through Holy Spirit of compelling others to come. Right? He told his servant, go, go to, the, to the highways and the hedges and everywhere, all through the streets and compel people to come. Because what? My, my house must be filled. God wants his house to be full. And it's our assignment to compel them to come. See, to compel means to drive or urge forcefully, irresistibly. To cause to do or occur by overwhelming pressure. You know, this reminds me of my brother. When I read that, I'm like, that was William. He was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all day long to me. He was trying to compel me to come. And it was all the time. It was Jesus in the music, Jesus in the language, Jesus in the reading, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Dude, do you know what to, what else to do? Like, you don't have another thing to do in life? But he was compelling me to go. He was very annoying, so I ask you not to be annoying with those around you that God is compelling you, that have you is going to have you compel them to come. Because I have a relationship with him, him, my brother, and I'm stuck with him. But some of your co-workers and your, your friends that are students, you know, and at your colleges or high school or whatever, they're not stuck with you. So how do we compel them? We compel them the same way that Jesus compelled them to come. With the love of the Father, the care, the compassion of the risen Savior. That's how. But you do have to open your mouth. They do have to know that you have some convictions 
they do have to know that you love them, but you love them too much to let them go to hell. You love them too much to not let them feast and sit at this table, this banquet that has been prepared. So today, that's the message. That is the message. We have two assignments here. If you have not accepted the invitation, I'm here to tell you everything is ready. Come. And if you have already accepted the invitation, then you have a duty. You have an assignment. You have a stack of invites that now you get to deliver with the love and the compassion and the mercy of Christ. Please stand. Now, this is an important part of the message. This is an important part of the service. Because I know that God has been speaking to some of you. I know that God was speaking to you when we were worshiping and singing right here. And some of you, that may have looked really weird and different and odd. And God was speaking to you then, to your heart. You felt something inside and you can't describe it. And I'll get up here and I'm talking about receiving this invitation. And the master is saying, everything is ready. Come. And you know that there's something inside of you staring up. You know that there's something there. And you have no idea what it is. I'm going to tell you what that is. That is called conviction. That is called conviction. See, the spirit of God sent to the world to convict the world of sin and of righteousness. What that means is that you feel I'm not right with Jesus. I'm not right with God. That has to change. That's the spirit man inside of you telling you that has to change. You were created for more than this. Conviction is different than condemnation. Conviction drives you up here to the feet of the master to ask to ask for forgiveness. Come condemnation says you're no good. You have no business coming down there. And that's what Satan wants. He wants to keep you exactly where you're at. But today the master is saying, come. Everything is ready, come. So if you will be bold enough to actually say, you know what, that's me. I want to take that invitation and I want to go to this party. Come up here. Come up here. You have never made a decision to follow Jesus. Come up here. I know there's a few of you. The table is ready. The table is ready. Take the invitation. Okay, then. About how many of us then need to compel them to come? How many of you want a stack of invitations? That's our assignment, church. So right now, I want to pray for you in that way. And if you feel like you need to take a moment and just come up here and take a moment to to pray and ask God to help you in that way, you can do so. 
Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for Holy Spirit that convicts the world of sin. I pray that you continue the work that you started in some in this place today. When they started feeling uncomfortable by being here. I pray that you bring that work. All full circle in their lives. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that we may display your love for the least of these. God, that we may have compassion for people around us. God, that we may compel them to come, that your house may be filled. God, that we may not only be pleased with just inviting them once a while ago, but that we may be persistent in loving the hurting. God, give us your heart for the world around us, God. Father, I pray for your people. Bless them, I pray. Father, cause them to see you high and lifted up. I pray for new anointings, new gifts, new manifestations of your spirit, God. I pray for the fruit of your spirit to be upon every single one of us, God, that it may be manifested in our lives, that the lost around us may question and ask, what is the hope that is inside of us? God, I thank you for them. I pray blessings, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.